Jesse's lineage coming as those of old have sung. It came a flower at bright amid the cold of winter when half spent. Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and sins. Release us, let us find our rest in thee. Israel, strength and consolation. 
creation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom
good morning, everybody. Welcome to Aldersgate United Methodist Church. Everybody who's here in person and anybody who may be watching online, and if you are online, uh, please, if you would, leave a comment. Uh, let us know you're out there watching. We would certainly appreciate it. So for announcements, I've got just a couple. Um, we are updating our directory. Uh, some of y'all may use it, but we, we do have a directory that you can actually use online. Um, if you don't have that, don't know where to get it, um, we'll try to put something in the bulletin next week so we can get that information out. But we will. So you cannot hear me, Donna? Okay. You hear that, Bill? <clears throat> All right. Maybe that's a little bit better now. Uh, so we will have information on the, in the Narthex. Narthex <laughs> on the on the directory. So be on the look at the out for that. We want to do um like make sure your addresses are correct, names, birthdays, things like that. And this is you know primarily for members and regular attending non-members who'd like to have their information available in the bulletin. Uh, the 2022 giving statements are out there on the table in the Narthex, along with the 2023. Uh, giving envelopes if you requested that. So be, on, be sure to pick those up on your way out and look at your giving statements. If, there, if there's any discrepancies, uh, let Chris Dodds know. She is the Finance Committee Secretary. Or let me know and we will try to resolve any discrepancies that might be in that statement. We have church council meeting at 6.30 tonight. Um, Sharon Rose has a has a request for uh, announcement? Well, more than an announcement, it's a thank you. Uh, I know you've seen all the vegetables and canned goods and all that are in the North X, and it, I am just so proud of us and what we were able to do during the Advent season. Thank you. <laughs> um, the, and and we, it was just wonderful, and so many people. I want to thank everybody who participated, and I want to thank everyone, too, who came and helped to decorate the church and who came and helped us to undecorate the church. I am so proud of all of you, and I'm proud that we can show that working together with a goal in mind, we can accomplish that goal. The, the missions will decide on who gets the, the food on the far table, and the food on this table will be served, kept for our blessing box. So thanks again. God bless you all. And we do have a celebration this morning we'd like to uh, conduct. Celebration for Fran Threet's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. other announcements? In the back, Nina? Good morning. Um, I volunteer at Oakland Baptist Church on Thursdays. They're in desperate need of um, household items, and we consider anything other than clothes household items like bedding, all sizes of sheets, uh, blankets, quilts, household items like 
cookware, bakeware, dinnerware. So if you have any of those things to donate, please see me after church and I'll tell you where and when to drop them off. Thank you. Uh, Harry? One of our members requires a wheelchair ramp, uh, not in a wheelchair right now, but a uh, ramp. And uh, I'll be in, enlisting people to uh, build it, not looking at this coming weekend. Uh, not sure yet, not scheduled, but uh, if you're interested, let me know, please. Thanks. Bill? Just a couple more thank yous. Uh, first to the entire church for your love offering for my students from York Comprehensive High School, uh, my chamber singers who sang here on the 18th. Uh, that love offering is, has been divided equally amongst each student to assist them with their spring trip. And also on behalf of the staff, I know it's in the bulletin, but just wanted to verbally say thank you for your generous love offering to the staff at Christmas. Thank you. Any other announcements? Let us prepare our hearts and minds for the Holy Spirit. Thank you. 
Please stand for the presentation of the cross and the lighting of the candles. Please join me in the call to worship printed in your bulletin. You alone can change us, Lord. Wash us in the waters of baptism that we may become new creations. Wash away everything that stands between us and your holiness. Wash away the tempers that get us in trouble. Wash away our greed. Wash away everything that hinders our faith in you. Wash away anything that separates us from the people we should love. Yes, Lord, wash away everything that stands between us and your holiness.
would also join me in the affirmation of faith on printed in your bulletin on page two. An epiphany affirm, affirmation. We believe in God, the creator of all things, the giver of life and breath. We believe in Jesus Christ, born Emmanuel, God with us, baptized and revealed the most loved Son of God. He sought to heal humanity by taking our brokenness upon himself, suffering for us, dying for us, and being raised from the dead for our sake and for the sake of all the world. We believe that he will come again. We believe in the Holy Spirit, continually poured out and refreshing our lives, leading us into a new day, ever birthing the church, the body of Christ in the world. The Spirit is our sole companion and counselor of truth, reminding us of the gift of faith, the ever-presence of God, and the promise of eternal life. Thanks be to God. Amen. seated. Now it's time for the children's sermon by Audrey Culp. Oh my goodness. I forgot something important. It was hiding. I always try to have a prop. Sometimes though. Does this ever get lost at your house? A lot. I know. So I love my remote control. And any time I watch TV, I try to keep the remote nearby, okay? But you know that doesn't happen sometimes, does it? It gets on the floor, under the sofa, or in the pillow cushion, or you take it somewhere and you forget to bring it back. So what I really miss, well, when I miss something on TV, okay, I, you know, I can pause it, right? But when I forget to pause it and I I miss something, all I have to do is hit the rewind button, okay, and my smart TV will go back to where I need to and watch it again. Sometimes I might want to hit the pause button so I can go get a snack, okay. When I come back, I hit the play button and pick it up right where I left off, okay. Today, I want to begin our Bible lesson by hitting the rewind button and go back a few Sundays and take a quick look or review at our lessons the past few weeks. So our lessons for the past few weeks have been about getting ready for the birth of Jesus. Okay? In fact, we even learned that even before he was born, 
angels came, they appeared to Joseph and told he, uh, he and Mary that they were going to have a baby and they should name him Jesus. Next we learn that Mary and Joseph traveled to Bethlehem and Jesus was born, laid in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. The next week we studied about some kings who were searching for the Christ child that had been born so that they could come and worship him. Then we learned about this wicked king. I called him a Grinch. His name was Herod, and he wanted to kill the baby Jesus, but an angel again helped Mary, Joseph, and the baby to escape to safety in Egypt. Now, that was the rewind button. We're going to hit fast forward, okay, and we're going to look ahead and see Jesus as a grown man, okay, in one Sunday. Okay, fast forward. Beep. Okay, in our lesson today, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River. Here a man named John was preaching and telling people to confess their sins and be baptized. Jesus came to John, and guess what he wanted to do? Jesus wanted to be baptized by John. Now, John knew who he was, okay, and he was amazed that Jesus would ask him to be baptized and tried to talk him out of it, okay? I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, John said. So why are you coming to me? Jesus answered, it must be done, for we must do all things that God requires. So John agreed and baptized Jesus. After Jesus was baptized, he came out of the water, and the Bible tells us that the heavens were opened and the Spirit of God descended from heaven like a dove and settled on him. Then came a voice from heaven saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist because it was important for him to do all that God had sent him to earth to do. Was God pleased with him? Yes, he was, and he said it. If Jesus thought it was important for him to follow the will of his Father, don't you think it's important for us to follow the will and the example that Jesus sets out for us. Let's make that our goal for the new year, okay? To be more like Jesus, okay? Can we bow our heads and close our hands for a short prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, as we begin a new year, help us to follow the example Jesus set for us and live a life that is well-pleasing to him and to you. In Jesus' name, all the children said, Amen.
What a beautiful song, way to start a prayer. Do we have any prayer requests this morning? Anybody? Ava on there, but thanks for reminding me. Other prayers? Sherry's mother's in the hospital at Piedmont. Uh, we had her taken there two oh, nights ago. Uh, we thought she was having a heart attack, but it seems it may just be a, an out-of-control blood pressure issue, but appreciate your prayers for her. Okay. And continued prayers for Leanne Ussery. Others? John McCraven's sister, Brenda, was resurrected last night. He texted me this morning. Would you repeat that, Don McCraven's daughter or sister? Sister, Brenda. Okay. 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 Anybody else? Hope. Definitely, yes. Bob Garrison. Okay, have him listed. And Betty Hunt. Betty has surgery on Tuesday. Is that correct, Betty? Anyone else? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. As we go to prayer, let's remember all these people, Hope Carter and certainly um, Parker, her caregiver and her husband, Bob Garrison, Ava Hines and her family, Geneva Pope, Leanne Usser, she was. Um, um, she and her husband were former members of here, and her husband is a United Methodist minister. And Leanne has cancer. Don McCraven's family and the loss of his sister Brenda, uh, Betty Hunt, and Ralph Wilbert. Marietta. Okay, Mary and Marietta Tinkler, and all of those that we have in our hearts that maybe we. Just have it take it time to say out loud, which is probably many. As we come before you, Lord, in prayer this morning, we rejoice and are truly glad and thankful that you have given us this day, this day that you have made. Uh, we praise you. We feel privileged that we can come to your house and to worship you with our family and friends whether in person or via our telecom situation in many different devices. We ask that you open our hearts, our minds, our spirits to your presence through song, scripture, prayers, fellowship, and the message and sermon that I will be delivering soon this morning. During these uncertain times and days, there is much fear. There are wars throughout the world, your world that you made. There are terrible, horrific acts of violence and hatred committed by your people against each other. We cannot rest safely assured that our children, our grandchildren, our grandnieces and nephews, 
our friends of our children will be safe in their schools as they get on the buses or parents take them each morning. Sometimes even behind closed doors, Lord, children, adults are not safe in their own homes. These are people that we might live with, people that we love dearly, people who are hurting. It's sometimes easier to pray for physical needs, but more difficult, Lord, to say out loud those emotional needs, those things that you cannot necessarily see um, as people walk in the doors or people that are at home. We pray for all people everywhere. We pray for people who are grieving their loved ones who have been resurrected, and we know that they're in your hands, but that does not keep us from being lonely, hurt, and wishing that they be here. Please help those persons and us to be comforting and to most of all know your presence of your Holy Spirit. We pray for your love that we know you give generously, your grace and your forgiveness that you give to us each day as we learned about the prodigal son this morning in Sunday school. Aren't we all prodigals, Lord, but we're all children, your children. We pray that evil and hatred will stop and will end right now, this minute. We know that you, Lord, can do all things, you can heal life-threatening diseases. You can heal our emotional conditions. And we pray for that healing this morning. Many of us need to feel your loving, comforting arms around us as we think about things that are going on in our own personal lives and those that we love who affect us. Some of us need jobs. We need employment to support ourselves and our families. We pray that you will lead these persons to the right job, to the right employer. Some of us, maybe many of us this morning, need respite, R-E-S-P-I-T-E. Time out, time out, to be quiet, to be still, to talk to you, Lord, but more importantly, to listen to you without distractions, to be become like Mary, who was before Jesus, and he said when Martha asked for help in the kitchen that many things are at, but Martha, Mary is doing what she needs to do right now. Help us to be Mary's now and with others. We want, we need to feel and know your peace, your holy presence, your spirit. The peace that the world does not know. It does not give us the inner peace that passes all understanding, but we know that you do. Right now, this moment, for a few seconds, breathe in deeply. Hold that breath a few seconds. As we, as you exhale, imagine and know that all your cares, all your worries, all your burdens, all of your unhealed 
um, conditions are being taken away from you. They are, are out of your hands, out of my hands. And know safely that they're in the hands of our Heavenly Father, the one who knows us best and loves us beyond all our expectations. Relax and rest in your Heavenly Father's arms as we pray together the Lord that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, Let us continue our Lord and Savior by the giving of our time, our tithes, and our offerings.
Our Psalter reading today is Psalm 29. It can be found in your hymnal on page 761. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders, the Lord upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The Lord makes Lebanon to skip like a calf, and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as ruler forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. 
today's scripture reading is Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17. It can be found on the front cover of your bulletin. The Baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Brenda. O gracious Lord, let the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be acceptable to you. All right, so Audrey's children's sermon was uh, so thorough that we can just go right into our final hymn. Is it? No? <clears throat> All right, just kidding. just kidding. To be or not to be? That is the question. How many are familiar with that phrase? Raise your hand. How many of you know who wrote it? maybe a few less. Now, how many know what play that was from? Even a few less. All right. Charlie. <laughs> oh, <hi> Brenda. <laughs> who, who was the author of that? And what play was it from? Hamlet. Hamlet. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Charlie. Um, so William Shakespeare lived in England, was baptized in 1564, died in 1616, was a poet, dramatist, dramatist, and an actor, considered to be the greatest, greatest dramatist in, of all England. He wrote many plays, poems, and sonnets, and to be clear, I, I'm not an expert on Shakespeare, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I had to use the internet to get some information. Right? <clears throat> In the play, Hamlet was questioning whether it is better to be alive, to be, or dead, not to be. He compared death to sleep and considered the dreams that one may have while asleep. Now, if you're like me, you have, you have had nightmares or very disturbing dreams. Right? So Hamlet is there considering, well, if, if death is like sleep for an eternity, and I'm going to have all of these disturbing dreams, and we don't know what they are going to be, perhaps life is better, even though life has its own hardships, trials, and tribulations. And that would be better than enduring the unknown nightmares that you may have in sleep. 
So how is this soliloquy of William Shakespeare and Hamlet related to our scripture this morning? In John 14, 6, Jesus tells his disciples in the upper room, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This was also the time when Jesus gave us another sacrament, the Holy Communion. In our scripture today, we have Jesus going to the River Jordan to be baptized by John. And if you recall during Advent, we are called to remember the story of Mary going to stay with her cousin Elizabeth while both were pregnant. Elizabeth with John and Mary with Jesus. Elizabeth noted that John stirred within her as Mary approached, even from a distance. And Elizabeth understood this to be the Holy Spirit working within John. Earlier in chapter 3 of Matthew, we're told that John lived in the desert and was announcing, change your hearts and lives. Here comes the kingdom of heaven. He was the one of whom Isaiah the prophet spoke when he said, the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make its path straight. So people from Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and all of the Jordan River Valley came to him. As they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. I baptize with water those who have changed... Oh, let me back up. As, he, as they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. I baptize with water those who have changed their, changed their hearts and minds. John also told the Pharisees and Sadducees that also came to be baptized. He said, the one who is coming after me is stronger than I am. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So John's mission was to proclaim the coming kingdom of God and to tell the people to prepare the way of the Lord. And he baptized those that confessed their sins and repented. As John was proclaiming and baptizing, Jesus approached him. And what did John say? I need to be baptized by you, yet you come to me? And as Audrey said, you know, what did Jesus say? Allow me to be baptized now. This is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. So after Jesus was baptized, heaven and earth, how heaven was opened up to him, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down like a dove, resting on him. A voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Now throughout the New Testament, we're told that Jesus was without sin. He was the sacrificial lamb, the perfect one. So why did Jesus have to be baptized? And Jesus told John that this is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. Still, that question has been posed by Christians 
since the early days of the Christian church. In Matthew 16, verse 16, Jesus tells his disciples, anyone who believes me and is baptized will be saved. In John chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it is not possible to enter God's kingdom. So what is baptism? The word baptism denotes the action of washing or plunging in water. It's Christian origin is primarily traced to Old Testament Jewish ritual purifications. Is the act itself the actual removal of sin from one's life, as in removing dirt and sweat from working outside? If so, I think we should probably have baptism every week. Baptism is a sacrament as is Holy Communion. And within the United Methodist Church, the sacrament is administered by a priest ordained by the United Methodist Church. Baptism is a public act conducted in the presence of other believers. And even within our hymnal, there are four services of baptism, including one for the baptism for children and others who are unable to answer for themselves with parents or sponsors affirming the sacrament. But each of these services emphasize the following. Through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are joined within a community of believers, Christ's church, as we are here today. We are offered God's mighty acts of salvation, and according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, through Christ's death and resurrection, the power of sin and death were overcome, and we are set free to, again, be God's own people. With the acceptance of God's gift of salvation, we are given a new birth through water and the Spirit. And all of this is offered to us without price. However, within the services of baptism, there are renouncements we make and vows we take. We are called to renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, to reject the evil powers of this world, and to repent of our sin. We are called to accept the freedom and power God gives us to resist evil, injustice, and oppression. We are called to confess Jesus Christ as our Savior, putting our whole trust in His grace and promise to serve Him as our Lord in union with the church and to remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world. So all that's kind of wrapped up into the, the baptism service that we, that we have when people are baptized. Even as a congregation, we affirm that. So our response during the order of baptism, either as one being baptized or as a member of the congregation, requires faith, which is both a gift from God and our response to God.
John Wesley viewed the sacrament, such as baptism, as an outward sign of inward grace and as a means whereby we receive the same. As stated in the United Methodist Church's Book of Resolutions, and I quote, Combining words, actions, and physical elements, sacraments are sign acts that both express and convey God's grace and love. United Methodists believe that these sign acts are special means of grace. God's presence in the sacraments is real, but it must be accepted by human faith if it is to transform human lives. The sacraments do not convey grace either magically or irrevocably, but they are powerful channels through which God has chosen to make grace available to us. According to John Peterson, who is a writer for the Bible Gateword, excuse me, the Bible Gateway blog, some of y'all may have gone to that website, he says there are seven reasons why baptism is important. One, Jesus modeled baptism as in our scripture lesson today. Two, Jesus commanded baptism in Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Three, baptism is a public confession. In Acts 2, verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Four, baptism signifies a new name. In Galatians chapter 3, 26 through 29, so in Christ you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For all, for you all are one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. 5. Baptism represents a new life. Romans 6, 1-11 Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. Six, baptism establishes a new identity. As in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In seven, baptism unifies the faith. In Ephesians 4, 4 through 6, there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to be one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. 
As United Methodists, baptism can take many forms, at least three. To dunk or not to dunk? That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the eyes of God to be immersed, to be completely submerged, submitting your old self to God, and to be renewed by the water and the Spirit, or to be effused, to have water poured on your head, not once, not twice, but thrice, in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, or to be aspersed, to be sprayed with water, as if the Spirit is present in the mist and the water vapor. Baptism. Death to life through Christ. Hamlet resolved his internal debate and chose life over death. Why? Because of the uncertainty of death. In baptism, we choose death of our sinful spirit to gain life, new God-given spiritual life. Someday when we experience the physical death, our new eternal spiritual life will begin. When we enter the presence of God in that new Jerusalem and the city of gold, Jesus gave us his life, and with his death and resurrection, he defeated sin and spiritual death. Baptism, a sacrament, is a means of accepting that grace. To dunk or not to dunk is not the question. However, the answer is the acceptance of Jesus as Savior, the repentance and rejection of sin, and the sharing of that message to all in the world. Let us hear God say of us, these are my children whom I dearly love, with whom I am well pleased. Amen. Please stand for the final hymn, 500, Spirit of God, descend upon my heart.
as we leave this place, this sanctuary, may God's Holy Spirit go with you this week, this new year, wherever you go, whatever you say, and whatever you do. In your name, amen. Thank you.